Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Today, we've got another Frequently Asked Questions episode of the podcast, and we have a special guest today to help us along. Michael Warioba, who is a laboratory assessor with Ashto Resource. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thank you, Brian. It's good to be here. Now, what we're going to talk about today is uh, something you can definitely help us with. Uh, it's a very big question, and I don't know how much we're going to cover on this exactly in, in such a short amount of time, but we'll do our best. Michael, uh, <laughs> what happens during an assessment? And, and let's let's start with um, the the process where you want to begin, uh, uh, and, and it could start as early as uh, mm-hmm. when you walk in the door. So, like, I think we should probably not get into the all the, the the phone calls and emails with the laboratory to get it set up, and let's start with the assessment. And because of this time that we're in right now, I think we probably ought to uh, get into the remote assessment specifically because that's what most people have questions about and mm-hmm. a little bit of consternation. Uh, so if you could start with a, a typical day when you're beginning a remote assessment. Yeah, so things are a little differently now because we're, mo- we're working remotely. But typically um, I send a, a, Zoom infi- a Zoom invite in the morning and we both log on at a agreed time and yeah we just greet each other hey how's it going um i tell the lab manager whoever the primary contact is to gather up all the technicians that are going to be doing testing with me and then i begin an opening meeting where i just go over some guidelines um, about the assessment if they've gone through an assessment before the opening meeting is much faster um just a little recap but if not I'll, I'll kind of explain more in detail what the assessment is going to be like. But yeah, we just start with an opening meeting and then we move into testing. Okay. So mm-hmm. with the opening meeting, I know uh, before when we were in person, it was easy to have a room full of people to discuss things with. Now with uh, social distancing uh, in place at a lot of the laboratories, has it been difficult to gather the people you need uh, to be included on that opening meeting or are they all tuning in from their various smartphones or how's it working uh so sometimes people are in different rooms when they when they tune into the meeting but usually um they're all in one room ready to start testing um and everyone is just using the same video camera okay so when you're doing that opening meeting the, the typical topics that you go over i assume is you know your your agenda for the day or for the week or whatever mm-hmm. however long it is what other topics do you cover in that opening meeting? Um, I asked if they're what kind of samples they're using, if they're using live samples or dummy samples. Yeah, because if they're using samples for an actual client, we can't skip any steps. But if they're using dummy samples, we can kind of zoom through the test. I always like to mention the purpose of the assessment because sometimes I can get um, lost, especially when you're telling them what they're doing wrong. They can kind of take it personally. So I always like to say that you know, we're here to provide continual improvement. So if you do miss a step in a procedure, just think of it as a chance to improve instead of me telling you you're doing something wrong. I also like to mention the confidentiality of the assessment. You know, we're not we're not going to 
go around and tell anybody what you did wrong or how your lab is um, is doing. And we're not. I'm not going to tell them about you know how anyone else did. So I like to mention that as well. And then yeah, we we go over the request form. Make sure that if they want to add or drop any tests during the assessment, they can do that as long as it doesn't affect the length of the assessment by much. And then yeah, and then we kind of go over the assessment agenda. Oh yeah, I also tell them that it's open book, open notes. You can always reference the standards if you forget anything. Um, phone a friend if you want to. And now, what are what are the common questions you get from laboratories when you're going over the opening meeting topics? Some questions are like, do we have to perform every step of the uh, of each method? So like, if if there's a soak time and you have to soak it for twelve hours, do we actually have to do that? And I tell them no. We can just pretend like we've done that and move on to the next step. Uh, especially with the remote assessments, we have like two-hour blocks of testing. So we test for two hours, take a thirty-minute break, and then test for another two hours. So labs sometimes have a question about that, how how that's going to play out. And I tell them if they ever get tired, we can always take a break and and reconvene. So yeah. Okay, so let's get into one of those two-hour blocks of time when they're performing testing. Uh, how does that go? So yeah, in that two-hour blocks, I send the lab a list of tests that I think will take about two hours. And I always tell them that if we do finish early, we can always move on to other tests. And if not, it's fine. We can always continue continue testing uh, in the next block. Okay, so how, how complicated is it? I know when, when I was an assessor, uh, we could easily jump back and forth between different tests. You know, they might especially if you're at a laboratory that uh, is doing soils testing or asphalt binder or, or hot mix asphalt or asphalt mixtures, I guess we're calling it now. When they're doing those testings, there's often uh, some cooling time or some uh, soaking time or drying time. Are you able to easily transition uh, from one test to another so that you can uh, multitask during these remote assessments? Yes. Yeah. And I kind of, plan it out that way. So if there's a test that I know is going to take, um, we're going to, you know, take some time to dry some material. Like, for example, if we're doing specific gravity or fine aggregate and they have to dry it, dry their soaked material down to SSD, then I start with that, have them drying that. And while that's happening, we can move on to another test, splitting or something. And then I always try to remind the technician, yo, should we check on the specific gravity and uh, just so we don't go past SSD. But yeah, I try to plan those tests, the ones that you know require a lot of time at the beginning so we can have that going and then move on to different tests while we while we work on that. Okay. And now how's the how's the camera work been? Uh, you know, we've got we've got laboratory technicians who are, you know, they're trained and certified a lot of times to do the laboratory testing, but they're not generally camera experts, you know, any more than the rest of us, I guess. But uh, how are people handling that? Are you able to see what you need to see uh, in, for the most part? For the most part. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of times where I have to tell the technician, you know, I, I'm, all I can see is the wall. I need, I need <laughs> you to turn me around. So yeah, it's it, a lot of it is just kind of you know work, working on it on the spot, but for the most part, 
uh i like i just finished a lab where they had the receptionist hold the camera the whole time which that that went smoothly i i was able to see everything another lab used um uh like a tripod to to hold up the camera which worked perfectly some labs just um set the camera up on the wall and then we do it that way so everyone has a different method but typically we get the job done and i i see what i have to see um for the test so what what if somebody was going into this for the first time and they said hey i want this to go as smoothly as possible uh what would you recommend as far as the camera situation is concerned the best angle i is just to have someone holding the camera for you um and and i know that's uh but that sucks for them because they just have to watch the whole assessment and not partake but that's probably like the the best strategy i find someone holding the camera for them what do you do to put people at ease when they're running into these situations where they're already nervous and they're kind of struggling with the the, uh, camera uh i just try to take you know take as much time as they need to prepare and set up um their their zoom setup and prepare their samples so yeah I, I never try to rush anyone especially if they're nervous so i just you know try to be calm take things slow uh tell them exactly what i need to see and and um yeah just make my expectations clear to them so there there's no um you know confusion what kind of feedback are you getting from people after they go through this do they do they circle back with you and 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 give you any information or talk about how they're feeling uh, when they're done with this yeah uh, yeah i've gotten i've gotten uh, some interesting feedback some people say they like the remote assessments better they go they go much faster and smoother which is interesting uh, i like the on-site assessments better because i feel like that person-to-person connection is is important as well but yeah i mainly i've gotten positive feedback about the remote assessments which is which is good that you know that's saying a lot about how we train for the remote assessments and how we you know set it up and everything so for the most part things have been good I, okay. I've even got, yeah i've even gotten positive feedback from a lab saying that they prefer the remote assessments and they don't want to go back to doing on-site assessments which is which is kind of funny oh wow what what, what made them feel so strongly about it I don't know. I think it's I think it's a personality thing. I think <laughs> some people like the distance and the virtualness. Yeah, I guess I can understand it though cuz I know when you're an assessor, you go into you're in their workspace, you're 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 in their area all the time and they're often completely dedicated to you while you're there and you know that they always have a lot of other things going on. They've got uh, their own samples that they need to take care of, clients, inner office activities going on and and it's almost like they have custody of us while <laughs> while we're in their lab so it, yeah. it it probably is challenging especially if somebody is not a very um gregarious person somebody you know they maybe don't really enjoy all the 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 chit chat that invariably takes place mm-hmm. when you're not in the middle of testing or uh, or there's a little break or lunch or, or anything like that. So I guess I can understand that perspective. Another complication that could could exist with these remote assessments, and uh, I, I personally, I think it's probably an improvement that we made to the process, but the, the paperwork aspect of it, reviewing the quality management system, 
mm-hmm. uh, in all the records. How has that been going? When I first started doing remote assessments, it was kind of, it was a lot because um, the labs were just emailing me all their documents and I just had a lot of threads, you know, filled with training records, internal audits, management reviews. But then I had this one lab and where they set up a Dropbox so we could share documents that way. And that went very smoothly. So from that lab on, I've been, you know, setting up a Dropbox with labs so we can share documents that way. And I find that so much easier. Um, just even during the assessment after we're done with the test, if I need to see a report, I just mention, hey, can you send me that report over on the Dropbox and they can do it in like five seconds. It's very easy. So yeah, lately I've been setting up a Dropbox where we can share documents and I find that's the best way and the smoothest way to get to share documents with the lab. Mm-hmm. That that makes a lot of sense. And that was something that I kind of wondered about when we were going through this process of developing these plans to perform the remote assessments is how there has to be some repository uh, for the laboratories to enter that information. And it is going to take quite a bit of effort for them uh, rather than just pointing to a file cabinet or handing you a binder full of paperwork. Now they have to actually scan and upload in some cases. And there's quite a bit of time uh, on the part of the laboratory uh, that goes into the preparation for the assessment now that didn't necessarily exist before. Have people, you know, with the Dropbox, I'm sure the, you're getting some good feedback from customers on that. Has anybody really struggled with getting the paperwork to you? No, no, not really. Now, everyone's been getting me the records, if not before the assessment, right at the beginning of the assessment. So, um, so I have plenty of time to review the records and, and yeah, do a do a nice uh, quali- quality system review. Now, do you find that your uh, quality management system reviews are more thorough now that you're at home and you can take your time a little bit more than when you're in the field, or is it about the same? If the lab sends me the paperwork in advance, that does save a lot of time. But I always allot a few hours for the quality system review during the assessment, just like we would do on an on-site assessment. So it's been, if not the same, a little faster with the quality system review and a little more thorough because, yeah, I am at home just by myself listening to some tunes and just reviewing some quality manuals. So that's that's always nice. And I think it's a little bit more thorough as well. Uh, if you're if you're a laboratory listening to this, you may think, well, it may be advantageous to give you the paperwork at the last minute. Uh, so <laughs> so maybe you don't have to scrutinize it so much. Ho- hopefully not too many people are coming from that perspective. But as far as the amount of detail, what are the benefits uh, to the laboratory of of a more thorough review of the quality management system? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it, it definitely benefits the lab. We're there for continual improvement. So it's not like I'm telling them they have a terrible quality manual or something like that. It's just you have more time with the lab to help them set up their quality manage, management system to where in a couple of years when they have another assessment, they won't have as many findings or as many problems. So thoroughness in that way, not in, not in like, oh, there's more findings because I have more time to review a quality manual just more time to work with the lab and make sure everything is is strained out. Yeah, that's a great point because uh, from an accreditation perspective, uh, it is, like you said, it's a continual improvement process. And when we're at that laboratory, we want to put them 
in a position to succeed. And if you have more time to review that paperwork uh, or the records and, and, and enough time where you can actually have a conversation with them about the content of it rather than just giving them you know, some sort of like input output situation where, okay, you gave me these things, this is the report. Mm -hmm. uh, when you can actually talk about it, then they can come to some understanding about what the requirements are, uh, what they need to do to resolve it completely and accurately. Uh, so that there is, a, from my perspective, there's a huge advantage for them getting the paperwork to you as early as possible so that you can have that kind of interaction that's more meaningful than just getting a final report that says, you know, that's like a punch list of, of yeah. things that they need to change. So I appreciate you making that kind of comment. You know, we, we've talked about the opening meeting. We've talked about the quality management system review. What else happens during that assessment? Uh, testing. So we have we have the testing. Um, and I think the testing for the most part has gone similar to how it went during the onsite assessments. It's just now I'm I'm looking at things through uh, a camera. Yeah, the the preparation of the samples and the the steps that we covered during testing is is all the same, pretty much for the most part. But at the end of the at the end of the assessment, you have uh, a closing meeting, right? Yes. Yeah, we have a closing so meeting. Yeah, how's that working out with the remote assessment? Is that much like the opening meeting? Yep, much like the opening meeting. We gather all the all the people involved in the assessment and yeah we i i go over how what kind of findings are in the the report if it's a non-conformity an observation or an informational finding and then i just explain the resolution process show them how to resolve any findings through our ashto um, website and then yeah we get into the technical part of the closeout meeting where i we go over the findings i you know propose any possible resolutions for the findings and ask if they have any questions and it's more like a conversation than just me you know talking to them and telling telling them what they did wrong so i try to make it a conversation um, i always ask if they have any questions about the findings um about any possible res uh, resolutions so yeah yeah that's kind of how the closeout meeting goes okay when you go over this with them is it do you share your screen is there do you show them the preliminary report or the website or how do, how does that work out I share my screen. I just show them the preliminary report that we go over. Um, I also send them the preliminary report just so they have it. They can print it out sometimes, maybe like 30 minutes before the closeout, so they can, you know, start printing them out, looking at it. So regardless of that, I always share my screen, and I each page I go through through with them, and I explain all the findings, um, all the tests that we covered, and things like that. Yeah very similar to the opening meeting and very similar to how we would do it on on site as well okay so when you're doing these closing meetings do you often have people from i know some of the laboratories have regional managers or they have you know their management may be working remotely uh because of some of the social distancing requirements that their companies have or maybe they're like a, a manager that oversees several locations of a mm -hmm. company or even a corporate quality manager do you often have any of those kind of participants in the closing meeting yeah a lot of branch managers and presidents sometimes drop in into the meeting they're not usually involved in the assessment but they like to hear how the assessment went so yeah i always like to you know compliment the the technicians who are doing the testing you know make sure they look good 
But um, yeah, yeah, they always join in, which is no problem. I, d- I have no problem, you know, explaining the assessment to them and how things went. Um, but yeah, they, they always join in for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, pre, pre-COVID, were you having that same level of participation? Not, not really. No. It seems like either they were busy or maybe they just, yeah, they just didn't have time to join the closeout meeting. But I think now that things are virtually wherever they are, they can join the closeout meeting. And the closeout meeting isn't very long, maybe 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. Um, so they can always drop in. doesn't take too long. You know, they can hear about the assessment, hear how their, their workers are doing, their technicians are doing. So I think that's always that's always nice as well. That's really good to hear uh, because, you know, life has changed with COVID and in some ways it's worse, in some ways it's better. And that particular aspect of the assessment, getting that engagement from people who maybe wouldn't normally be able to travel uh, just to sit in on the meeting, that seems like a huge advantage for that laboratory and for their ability to uh, complete corrective actions that are meaningful and long lasting. So I wasn't aware of how much of that was going on, but I'm really happy to hear that it is happening. Yeah, yeah, I, I get a lot more. Yeah, um, higher higher management involved in the closeout meeting for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Michael, uh, I really appreciate your time and your willingness to go over all this. I, I think this will be useful for laboratories that haven't gone through the process yet, especially, and it, it's good for them to to hear uh, from an assessor's perspective uh, what the process is like. So, thank you for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and if anybody wants to wants to get in touch with you and follow up on some of these things, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me at my email, which is mwarioba at ashtoresource.org. And that warioba is spelled W-A-R-Y-O-B-A. That's mwarioba at ashtoresource.org. Or they can reach me at my, uh, my work phone, which is 240-771-5985. Um, yeah, you can call me, text me. <laughs> we can chat. All right, that sounds good. And uh, uh, this was Ashto Resource Q&A. And I wanna remind you, we would love to hear from you. I'm not just saying that. Uh, We've gotten some positive feedback about the podcast. Uh, We'll take positive, negative, whatever you wanna say. We're interested in hearing it. And uh, again, if you wanna be a guest or if there's just a topic you'd like us to cover, please let us know. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Astro Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at astroresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Astro Resource's Twitter feed or go to astroresource.org.